Welcome all of you, inshallah. Thank you for joining us. And whoever brought us together, may Allah um, you know, increase the barakah in their lives, inshallah, and reward them for this effort. So uh, before we begin, inshallah, let us just... Um, Silently, all of you, if you could silently um, recite Surah Al-Fatiha, inshallah, silently from your heart. All right, alhamdulillah. So it's been a long break since, um, you know, some of you are new, some of you are returning students. Um, and the idea was to kind of just get back into the momentum and inshallah talk about uh, Islam and spirituality. So I have a, um, an introductory kind of topic today, a foundational topic that inshallah will be useful for all of us to kind of follow along with. Um, so what I'm going to do is, inshallah, share the screen with you guys. And inshallah, this entire session is going to be recorded, so feel free to reach out, inshallah. Okay. So um, I've prepared these slides just to kind of get us into, back into the mood, inshallah. Okay. So when you think of like technology today and you think of how like humanity has advanced so much especially when it comes to smartphones, internet, um, communication. It's just been unbelievable and incredible. You know, even the, like they call this literally the information age. SubhanAllah, when you think about it and you ponder upon this technology, there's so much that we can learn from about ourselves and about how Allah subhanahu has created us. So um, we'll start off with the, with the most basic thing, right? Um, so we have, um, we all have a body, right? And if you think about like your phone, right? Your literally your, your, your smartphone also is technically, what, what is this called? This is called hardware, right? In, in tech terms, which is pretty much what our bodies are, right? Uh, but we all know that a hardware alone is not enough, right? What, what else do we need? We need, of course, besides the hardware, which is your body, right? Um, we also need power, right? Because without power, what happens? The phone doesn't work, yeah? You could have the best phone in the world, but if it doesn't have power, it doesn't have charge, it's not really working. So in our creation sense, um, what determines our when, when our power basically turns off is literally this concept of the nafs right? And then when the battery dies, then basically it's like your nafs, right? Leaves the, leaves the body. So it's not the ruh that dies, it's the nafs actually that dies. Think of it as this aura around you or a being that's slightly bigger than you, right? It's, it's beyond your body. It's beyond your physical body. So think of that as the power aspect. Now, what else do we need to make the phone work? We also need a software, OK? 
okay? Whether it's Android or Apple, right? I'm being biased because I'm an Apple uh, user, but it could be any operating uh, software, right? Um, and so in this case, the phone needs these three to function, right? You need the, the hardware, the um, software, which in this case is Apple, right? iOS, and then you need power. You need these three things to function. Similarly, our bodies, we have the body, we have the nafs, and then the operating software of the body, right, of our beings is this remarkable uh, thing called al-qalb, which is also uh, uh, known as the heart, right? But sometimes we confuse the heart with um, the physical heart, right? But this qalb is actually something beyond the physical, right? It's, uh, it's an entity that has its own kind of uh, presence within our body, right? And um, so what else? What else does a smartphone have, right? So beyond the, beyond the hardware, beyond the software, beyond the power, what else does it have? And by the way, just to a side note on the heart, right? A lot of people refer to what's known as a conscious mind and subconscious mind. Actually, yeah, Quranically speaking, it is the heart that contains the emotions. It is the heart that has iman and beliefs. It is the heart that has all these values and intuition. So, so we're not going to be talking about the subconscious mind. That's more of like Western terminology. It is actually, Quranically speaking, it's the heart, or it's also considered al-fu'ad in the Quran. Okay. Now, we also, as human beings, we have the brain, right? The mind or the brain. Or the, and I'm, I'm referring to the conscious part of the brain now, which is pretty much the function of the calculator in your, like in your phone app, right? Like we all have part of our um, phone apps, right? Like one of the most fundamental ones that are usually built in is a calculator. And if you remember back in the old days, those are from who are from my generation and before, even the, like the tiny Nokia phones and the tiny phones that weren't smart, they still had a calculator, right? So that was like a basic function. So think of the brain as the logical aspect of calculation and short-term kind of, you know, um, just uh, reasoning, right? So that's the calculator part of, of the phone. What else does the phone have? Well, one of the purposes of having a phone is to communicate, right? Like, so uh, connectivity. And we're talking here about voice, right? So you've all seen this um, here, right? This signal, right? Which is known as the cellular um, kind of component of the connection. And of course, to have cellular connection so that you're able to speak to other people, whether it's locally or internationally, you also need what's known as a chip, right? You're all familiar with this. Of course, now we have eSIMs and other things, but in general, you have a number associated with it. And so that in our being is what is known as the ruh aspect. This ruh is think of it as our the chip inside of us that is able to connect to the outside world, right? To, to the, let's say, let's call it the immaterial world or the spiritual world, right? Because the body can communicate with, with sound, with, with sight in the worldly sense, but in the spiritual sense, you need the ruh to be able to connect. Now, we all know, some of you are Viva users, some of you are Batelka users. For those of you who are outside of Bahrain, you have your own network provider, 
right? Um, that is also, it differs from like country to country. Each country has a different service provider and it's up to you to choose whether you want, you know, A or B, right? And you get the chip accordingly. However, for human beings, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed the same chip inside every human being. This ruh as a chip has the ability to connect to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? What does this ruh, what is its function? Its function is to connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? And of course, when that connection is not there, then the heart is dead and that's where, of course, shaitan is taking over, right? So um, this ruh is a critical component because this is what allows you to communicate. This, this is what wants to communicate inside of you with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Going back to the phone now, so we've covered many aspects. We've covered the hardware, we've covered the software, we've covered the power, we've covered the mind, which is the calculator, we've covered the connection, which here is the ruh, right? Next. This heart, of course, when يعني, there is a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's what Allah calls iman, right? Iman is this deep feeling of or safety right so the ruh when it does use that connecting ability to connect to Allah it reaches a state of amn and that is called is it actually a state right uh, iman is more deeper than just belief it's a state it's a state of being where you're at peace you're at you feel safe right and from amn and then, of course, looking at the phone here, right, you have also this component here, which you're all familiar with. So this was the cellular, but we also use our phones for what's known as data, right? And, um, of course, when you have data, you have connection to the Internet, whether it's through your LTE or 3G or 4G and uh, 5G coming soon, right? But what you do is you have a router or you have, you're connected through uh, mobile data, right? So it could be at home on your Wi-Fi or it could be, on your cellular mobile data. But anyhow, either way, what that allows you to do is to communicate with the web, the world wide web, where you can, you know, of course, use apps uh, and all sorts of stuff. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also, think of it as there is this kitab, right? Just like you have the world wide web, which is, of course, we all know that the content in the world wide web has, has been created by who? It's been created by other human beings, right? So some people upload, some people download, right? Uploaders are people who create content. Downloaders are people who consume content. In a very different way, we have in us this ability, right? This ruh also has this ability to connect to data, right? But the data that the ruh can connect to is not man-made. It is not the world wide web. It is beyond that. Okay? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yani, calls it bayinat, literally, like data, right? Um, and uh, this data can be in different forms, but the ultimate form of data is the Quran, right? As a book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as the final book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that has been preserved till the end of times. And, um, you know, it's also referred to as a lawh al-mahfuz. 
um, there are some views that all Al-Kutub al-Samawiyah are part of Al-Kitab, right? So the Torah, the Injil, the Zabur, and its original form is part of the Al-Kitab, part of that, you can call it like the uh, Allah's web of data or information. And so we also, through our being, subhanAllah, we have this ability to get what is known as downloads. And um, what does, in fact, um, activate that is remembrance, right? So remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we're praying, we're remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by recitation. Um, and this remembrance occurs in the heart. It is only with the remembrance of Allah that the hearts are tranquil and at peace. So remembrance helps us um, connect to this guidance, literally. Like that, that data, its purpose is to guide us, right? Um, and so, you know, just like you use Google and Wikipedia and other sources to get information from the web, right? To educate yourself. But guidance is something different. Guidance is not like knowledge. Guidance is something that Allah gives you directly, right? Uh, Allah teaches us. Allah guides us. Allah has that ability, right? Or we have the ability to receive that knowledge. Notice in Surah Al-Rahman, Al-Rahman, Allam Al-Quran. Right? He is the one who teaches. Right? So, then we have also in the phone, we have what's known as the apps, Right? Um, so from the app store, you're able to not only just like, talk to people and use the internet and make calculations, you can also download different applications that can be useful for different things. Now, what are those applications? Think of those as the different kinds of good deeds that can come out of us. Or Quranically speaking, that's just al-amal al-salih, right? Yeah, think of it also as your character. Because that's really what akhlaq is all about, right? Your khuluq, your behavior, is what good deeds are, right? It's the actions that are coming out. And of course, all of the akhlaq go back to asma Allah al-husna, right? All of these beautiful qualities. So think of all of these as different applications. There's an application of rahma, which is compassion, application of strength. Al-Izzah, being honored, application of hearing, seeing, As-Salam, peace, Al-Quddus, purity, Al-Bari', healing, and so on and so forth. I mean, there's, there's many names of Allah as you're aware of. And all of these are applications of literally uh, different types of a'mal salihah that we can do, literally, right? All of these are different ways that where you can serve other human beings, serve humanity, uh, and of course, uh, fulfill your amal salih. Because as we know, iman alone is not enough. Iman has to translate into amal salih. So think of applications as different amal salihah. And then here, if you notice, like even when it comes to internet, right, and your ability to download and upload information, you need primarily two things. You need what's known as bandwidth, right, which is the speed. Right, whether it's 5 MB, 4 MB, 10 MB, 30 MB, whatever it is, right? The speed, which is also something that we're familiar with. And what increases the speed? 
what can increase your bandwidth is ability, your ability to remember more. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he talks about dhikr specifically, right? وَالذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ Right? يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا So, in multiple places, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, mentions dhikr specifically بِالْكَثْرَ Meaning, dhikr needs to be done in abundance, right? And so, what increases your bandwidth, if that was your question, the answer would be, increase your dhikr. Okay? Uh, and of course, that's the, the, the more dhikr you have, the more bandwidth. That means there's going to be more exchange of or more rece receiving of data from Allah. More guidance will come to you. Right? Allah will teach you more. He will guide you more. He will show you more. Right? He will give you more clarity from Al-Mubin also. Um, and He will give you hikmah. Right? He will give you wisdom also. And then... There's something really interesting in the smartphone, like which recently came up, which is known as screen time. Now, what is screen time? Screen time is your ability to kind of look at a, uh, a snapshot overview of your, uh, you know, daily habits, right? Like what have you been, how have you been spending your day, right? It's, uh, subhanAllah, very similar to the concept of inner reflection, right? If you think about it, which is also known uh, in, Islamic spirituality is known as muraqaba, right? Your ability to contemplate and think of the day that you, uh, how did you spend your day? What are some of the things that you need to be grateful for? What are the, some, some of the shortcomings? What are the things you need to do istighfar for? What are the things that, uh, what are the things that you said that were unnecessary to say? How did you hurt people? What are the negative thoughts you had about others, about yourself? Did you injure anybody with your thoughts? with your words, with your actions? Were you generous or were you greedy? You know, all of these things. So inner reflection is very much similar to that screen time, right? It's your ability to you know, spend a couple of minutes before sleeping and just review. It's like an audit of your day, right? And then besides bandwidth, also in the internet technology, there's like speed is important, but also the capacity or how much capacity you have, right? You have 10 GB, 50 GB, you know, what's your, what's your internet package capacity? And how does that translate into our being? It's, it's how pure we are as in terms of our nafs, right? And the word for that is tazkiyah, right? Uh, so those who purify it, are the winners, Allah says. Means those who constantly purify this, this nafs. And think of the nafs as a result of the state of the heart. The purer the heart, the purer the nafs is going to be. The more corrupt the heart, the more the nafs is going to be. Uh, not really expanded and pure, right? So your capacity will decrease, right? And this also translates to the idea of inshirah al-sadr. Alam nashrah laka sadrak. Right? And we removed your burdens. Didn't we expand your chest? So as your nafs expands, your chest expands. Your heart opens up, your chest expands, and your nafs expands. Right? So, and of course, there are people with those who have a healthy nafs, right? Healthy 
uh, brilliant, filled with nur and light. And then there's dirty nafses that, uh, you know, uh, haven't been purified due to diseases of the heart. Now, what are some of the things that corrupt the heart? Because like we said, if the heart is pure, even the Prophet ﷺ has told us, right? That there in the body, there is this place. If it is pure, entire body is pure, including your spiritual body, which is the nafs. And if it is corrupt, then the nafs is corrupted. So the qalb is the core. And Allah tells us in the Quran, the day, the day of judgment, your money and your children will be of no use. Your assets will be of no use. Except for those who come to Allah with a pure, sound heart. Okay? So it's, it's really hard. The heart is really the game, right? And if we were to kind of uh, contemplate on what are the things that destroy the heart, okay? Let's, let's write them down. So... Uh, of course, shaitan is there, right? Shaitan wants to kind of um, distract us, right? He's innahu aduun, right? Mubin, Allah says he's a clear enemy, so shaitan is there. But how does shaitan work, right? How, how, what, and what does he do? Like, how does shaitan do waswasa, right? And, and what is he doing waswasa for? What is his agenda? So um, another thing would be what's known as ego right one of the clear ways where shaitan wants you to corrupt your heart is through the ego is through this takabbur through this arrogance thinking that you're better than others like iblis when he refused to do sajda that's what he said right i am better than him so it's this 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 idea of separation right i am different than others i'm better than others whatever it is, whether it's in knowledge, whether it's in, I'm smarter than others, maybe, maybe I'm more beautiful than others, I'm richer than others. Sometimes even in righteousness and spirituality, ego comes in. I'm more spiritual than others. I'm more pure than others, right? Where Allah says, فَلَا تُزَكُّ أَنفُسَكُمْ هُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِمَنِ Don't purify yourselves. Right? Allah knows who's pure and who's not. And of course, another disease of the heart is worldly attachments which is uh, the quranic term for that is hubbad dunya all right worldly attachments so does this mean that we disregard dunya altogether and just go live in the caves and meditate all day and do dhikr no so we live our lives we alhamdulillah you know you can drive a nice car and have a good career work on your uh, like increasing the blessings of Allah on you of course that's that's great that's part of mata al dunya right like this is part of the blessings of life however you're not attached to them like you're not obsessed by your car or by your house or by your bags or by the money in your bank account or by your business or by your children even or your family or anything worldly right because for the believer the the, the main goal is the akhirah. This is al-dunya mazra'atul mu'min. Right? Like they say. This world is simply your, your chance to farm and to you know, grow as many crops as you can. 
Yes, you can, you can eat some of the fruits in this world, but the real celebration, the real party is, is next. Right? So this is something that's, for a lot of people, it's very confusing. And a lot of people are um, deluded by this idea, right? And sometimes uh, we, we enter into spirituality and we, we get on the spiritual path or the path of consciousness for the purpose of our own benefit, right? How can I benefit from this in a worldly sense? And that is not the Quranic approach, right? The Quranic approach is, you know, you do your best, you have the best amal, you have, you have iman, you have amal salih, and you try to do the best ihsan, right? You, you work with excellence in everything you do, right? You, you have a job, you be excellent at your job. You have a business, you be, try to be excellent in your business. You try to be an excellent parent. You do excellence in whatever you can, but you're not attached to the results in this world, right? You may get the results in this world, you may not, okay? Um, and let's look at another disease of the heart. It's this idea of resistance. When something bad happens, you resist. Like a tragedy happens, you resist. Why this? How come me? Why did Allah do this to me? What did I do to deserve this? You know, this attitude is, again, it corrupts the heart because that's, because the, the Allah wants us to be beings that surrender, right? From, from Islam, literally, to surrender, to accept Allah's plan. Allah is the ultimate planner. Yes, we have freedom to choose certain things, but ultimately Allah is the planner, especially for things that are out of our control. Instead of resisting, you accept and you appreciate. Perhaps it may be that there's something that you hate, but Allah puts in it so much goodness. We don't know. Our perspective is limited, right? We can't, we can't see everything. Allah is muhit, right? Allah is Al-Khabir, the one who sees everything from every angle, inside out, right? We have limitations. Um, another thing that corrupts the heart is um, also this idea of um, shahawat, okay? I'll, I'll translate that as desires, okay? I mean, you know, we have been, this body, right, has this, built inside of it is this desire to uh, fulfill itself, right, in a worldly sense. So, for example, uh, some of the things are, of course, halal, right, like eating, drinking, sleeping, whatever, um, your, your sexual desires, right, that's also part of this shahawat. But it's extremely important um, for us to be able to control our shahawat. Like, so think of them as like, um, you're riding a horse and you're holding the reins, right? You are riding the horse, not the shahawat. If the shahawat are riding, the, uh, riding you, <laughs> then that's where we get into addictions, that's where, that's where we get into all sorts of um, problems, right? Because خلاص, the shahawat have taken over you. Now you become addicted. But when you hold the reins, you have the ability to say no. You have the ability to say, no, thank you. You have the ability to stop. And that's what fasting is all about, right? Fasting as a practice, whether you're doing it like 
one month a year, which is Ramadan, or you're doing it regularly, it's always recommended, you know, to fast regularly, whether it's Mondays and Thursdays or the, the white days of the month, 13th, 14th, and 15th of the Hij- Hijri uh, month. Highly recommended to train yourself to say no. Yes, I can eat this, it's halal, but I'm, I can't eat now. I'm not going to eat now, right? Your ability to control your desires. control And desires and temptations are something that has been sold to us so aggressively in the marketing industry today in the world, right? Um, simple things like the desire to shop, right? The desire to, to eat like junk food and, and like indulge in a lot of like desserts and stuff, you know? Um, it's very tempting. The desire to uh, even like attraction with the opposite gender, right? Whether it's outside of marriage or even uh, affairs happening within marriage, right? The desire, especially the, the this is the shahwa of the ayun, right? The, the desire to see uh, things that are inappropriate, of course, right? Where Allah told us, so lowering the gaze is part of the ability to control, right? And that's what taqwa is. Actually, we'll come to that later, okay? So the shahwa of the eyes is there. The shahwa of the ears. Like this uh, shahwa to whatever you, you're... Sometimes the stuff that you're listening to, whether it's music or whatever it is, be attentive to the lyrics, right? Be attentive to your shahwa to listen to gossip, right? The latest news, the latest gossip. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a temp, it's very tempting to want to know the latest news, to want to know what she did or what he did. Um, and of course, uh, shahwat, like uh, sleep, right? It's a shahwa, right? Yes, sleep is important for our health and all of that, but we should be able to also wake up when it's time to wake up. And... Uh, of course, it's, it requires discipline, all of this, right? This is um, an entire kind of lifestyle. So we've covered like some of the things that corrupt the heart, shaitan, ego, worldly attachments, resistance, shahawat, and desires. And I'll add the last one, which is other diseases of the heart, which is, think of this as um, jealousy, anger, hatred, um, anxiety, despair, hopelessness, boredom, you know, some disease of the heart. So this is kind of like the, the purification process that needs to happen for the heart itself, okay? Um, So are you guys fine so far? Okay. Next, if you notice here, what is this? So this is uh, basically a picture of a shield, right? And it represents the protection. So sometimes you put, um, I don't know, an antivirus thing on your laptop or your, or your smartphone, right? Because, of course, your phone can also be corrupted with viruses and spam and all sorts of stuff. That is the taqwa aspect. If you notice here, taqwa, right? That's your ability to protect yourself and through that protection, you gain strength. So there's quwa in taqwa also, right? So taqwa is wiqaya, protection, but in that is also 
strength because the more protected you are, the more strong you are. And so your ability to protect yourself is also, subhanAllah, it's very similar to what a smartphone is, is required. Uh, and then, of course, every now and then we get the pop-up from our service, uh, from our operating uh, software provider of a software update. There is a new software update. Would you like to update your phone? And all of us, we press the update, right? So similarly, that is uh, what the... Uh, what Allah basically uh, told us is, is the Quran, right? It's Tanzeel min Rabbil Alameen. SubhanAllah, Allah even called it Tanzeel. It is literally Tanzeel in Arabic. Literally means download, right? From Nazala to come down. Tanzeel min Rabbil Alameen. So Quran comes down literally as a download for us. SubhanAllah, it's, it's uh, really incredible. And, it, and the more we, um, we are connected with Quran, the more we recite it, the more our software gets upgraded and the more conscious we become, the more aware we become. So you begin, begin to become wiser. You begin to see things in a different way. Um, subhanAllah, you know, Quran has uh, like an amazing impact in, in many, many different ways. Um, so just moving on. So Allah, just to end, Allah says, وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ أُولَٰئِكَهُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ So what has happened is, unfortunately, we live in times where people have actually forgotten themselves. نَسُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ Why did they forget themselves? When I say forgot themselves, meaning they forgot the unbelievable functions and abilities that we have, that Allah gave us, right? Why did, they, why, why did that happen? Because they forgot Allah. They had other priorities. Those are the ones who have crossed the lines. right? And subhanAllah, Allah says, Look at how amazing this creation is. right? Uh, where there's the heart and all these things are happening all together. Right? And subhanAllah, the ability of the human being. However, but the insan, he chooses to simply be obsessed with his body and his worldly needs and worldly shahawat. And all he's doing is, is using his brain um, just to make calculations. He's using his brain to decide. He's using his brains to think. And, and subhanAllah, this is the reality of a lot of people today, right? They're literally living that asfala safili lifestyle where it's just the body and khalas, the brain, and the body has its needs to feed, it needs to eat and, and, and sleep and you know, have babies, and that's it, and, and use the brain to like, make day-to-day -day decisions. That's it. Right? What about all the other functionalities that are available to the human being? Not being used, right? So the heart is disregarded, the ruh is disregarded, the nafs is disregarded, Dhikr is disregarded. Purification is disregarded. Iman is disregarded. Amal Salih is disregarded. Dhikr is disregarded. Muraqab is disregarded. Taqwa is disregarded. And then you have Asfala Safili. Right? So, um, this is it. This is all I wanted to share today. And um, what, I wanna, what, I would, what I would like to end with is, um, inshallah, I want to share with you um, before, before I share with you anything, any questions about this? Like, um, 
any would anyone like to kind of comment or give some feedback if you have any questions about what i just shared with you about the comparison between the smartphone and the human being because i've talked a lot i need a break Would anyone like to speak, Shala? Feel free to unmute yourself. Thank you, Fahad. You're welcome. That was very, very, very eye-opening because we are using our phones every single day, but we're not aware that we are capable of doing all of these things. And we look at this piece of technology as an amazing smartphone that we cannot recreate, but we are in it every day. But thank you for that perspective. It's amazing. Yes. I really enjoyed it. Thanks. Thanks for sharing, Zara. Appreciate it. Thanks, Hessa, I mean, sorry. Anyone else would like to share? Just to make sure that um, you guys were listening and I wasn't talking to myself. Give us some feedback. Thank you so much for her. Thank you so much. Mashallah, mashallah, Alik. Amazing. Thank you, Lina. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I want to share with you now a video, inshallah, um, that I really love. Some of you might have seen this before also. But really to kind of give you an idea of the power of dhikr, right? Of course, um, the video that I'm going to show you, the title of it is... Um, why positive thinking doesn't work, but I want you to kind of, when you, when you watch the video, I want you to think of, um, instead of positive thinking, think of dhikr, remembrance of Allah, because positive thinking is great, right? But what is the ultimate positive thinking? It's the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? The remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the ultimate positive thinking. And so watch this video, and I want you to, inshallah, keep in mind that when he's talking about positive thinking, think of dhikr and what dhikr does to your heart. Like he's going to show you like a jug, a jug that's filled with dirt. Think of that as the heart and see, try to visualize what dhikr does to your heart. Okay. I'm just going to share, inshallah, the, uh, the screen. And um, All right, here we go. There's one really big problem with trying to think positive, and I'm gonna show you what it is. See, this is clean water, and this represents how you're born. Perfect, no flaws, a clean slate. But then, life happens. We're told how we have to fit in. We're told what we're supposed to do, what's not acceptable, what society wants. Some people get told that they're stupid, they get told that they're fat. They get told that they're not enough. We have some failed relationships. We go on Instagram and we compare ourselves with other people. We see the advertisements and realize that we're not as good as the Photoshop photos. And what happens? We become negative and we start having negative self-talk. So not only is there negativity outside of you, but the negative self-talk is now negativity inside of you. Life happens. It's impossible to go through life 
without getting some scars. But then we hear that we should think positive. And that's like taking a little bit of clean water and pouring it in. It makes it a little bit more clear, but it doesn't make the negativity go away. And at this point is where most people give up. They say that positive thinking doesn't work. Well, if you go at it this way, of course it doesn't work. But then there's some people that try a little bit more positive thinking. And they take more water and they pour it in and it becomes a little bit more clear and a little bit more clear, but it's still dirty. But then you have to realize that this is how you have to be. You have to search for the positive things in your life. You have to find the things to be grateful for, the things to be happy about. You have to be intentional about creating positive relationships and an environment in your life that's positive. Because thinking positive isn't something that you do sometimes. It's something that you have to do all of the time. You have to be proactive about it. You have to realize that the world is inherently negative and you have to be intentional every day about filling yourself with positivity. And if we do, this is what our mind will become. It'll start to become a little bit more clear and a little bit more clear and a little bit more clear. Because see, positive thinking isn't something that you do sometimes. It's something that you have to do all the time. So yeah, wonderful video. Um, and yani, subhanAllah, if you think about dhikr, right, this is what dhikr does, right? This is, um, I know when I, when I share with you all, all of the functionalities of the human being, you, might, you may sometimes feel overwhelmed that, my God, there's so much to do, right? But trust me, um, it starts with cleaning your heart, like we said, the heart is the core. And the best and easiest way to purify the heart is through Dhikr, inshallah, right? So, inshallah, we're going to end the, the last 10 minutes, inshallah. Uh, I'm going to be making sure that all of you are, are mute, inshallah. And we're going to do a dhikr together, inshallah. I'm going to teach you a dhikr. And I would recommend that all of you, inshallah, um, follow along. Uh, it's going to be slightly in a, in a meditative state. So, you want to be in a place where it's private, it's quiet, and you're comfortable, inshallah. Okay? So, I want you to, inshallah... Uh, all of you, close your eyes. And start uh, breathing deeply from your nose. Inhale from the nose. Exhale from the nose. As you inhale, imagine cool light entering into your heart and lighting up your heart. And as you exhale, imagine hot smoke leaving your heart and coming out of your nose. Inhale, cool light. Exhale, hot smoke. Very good. Now I want you to repeat the dhikr, Hasbun Allah wa ni'mal wakil. And you need to do it silently. You don't need to leave, move your lips or anything. Just be aware of your heart. And imagine that your heart is repeating this. Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. What that means is Hasbunallah means Allah is enough. 
for us. What an amazing one to entrust everything that we own and everything, all our affairs. He is the best one to trust with all our affairs. Man, as you're repeating this dhikr, I want you to pay attention to your feelings. It's not an intellectual exercise where you're thinking. Feel that you're handing over all your affairs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fully trusting that he will take care of them. Very good. Hand over your challenges, your problems. Let him take care of them. Remove the burden from yourself and hand it over to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some of you are still in your head. Move into the feelings. I know it may sound, uh, it may, there, might, there may be some resistance, but just let go. Trust that Allah is the best one to hand over your affairs to. Hand over all your affairs, all your desires, all your goals. Hand them all to Allah subhanahu wa There is no one who will take care of all of these better than Allah subhanahu wa And it's such a relief when you hand everything over to Allah. When you trust that Allah is enough. Very good. That's the feeling. Allow it to go deeper. Excellent. You see how that feeling now is Filling up your heart with light. Very good. Now I want you to move on to the second dhikr we'll do, which is Astaghfirullah al Azim. Astaghfirullah al Azim. And you know, a lot of people think of istighfar as like, um, you know, an exercise where you have to blame yourself and remember all the bad things. But no, no, no. The focus here is not on your flaws, your mistakes. The focus is on Allah. Focus on the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Ghafoor. Ghafir al-Dhanb. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Think of this istighfar as a shower. A waterfall with brilliant light is coming down and just washing away all your sins with full pressure. There is a force behind it. Al-Azim, right? That Avama, that majesty is there. So no matter how big your sins have been in the past, Allah's maghfirah is bigger. Allahu Akbar. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. And istighfar is also like you turning back to your Mother, 
after you've done something wrong as a child. No matter how bad what you've done is, when you turn back to your mom and just fall into her arms and hug her, her anger goes away. It's enough for her that you just came back. Similarly, istighfar is us turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Without having to explain yourself. You don't need to justify, you don't need to explain. Allah already knows everything. He knows the whole story. You don't need to explain anything. So there's a tremendous love in istighfar. Because it's you just going back to Allah with open arms. And he has open arms for you. Very good, very good. Allow that maghfirah to wash away everything. To purify your heart, to purify your nafs. Astaghfirullah. Again, this is not an intellectual exercise. Don't be thinking from the mind. Come to the heart. Feel his love for you. Feel his compassion. Feel his mercy. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Very good. That's the feeling, yes. Allow it to go deeper. Surrender to it. Be grateful for it. And now we move on to the third dhikr. La ilaha illallah al-malik al-haqq al-mubin. La ilaha illallah al-malik al-haqq al-mubin. There is no God but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-malik, the king. Al-haqq, the real. Al-mubin, the clear. The manifest. Again, with this dhikr, you want to experience the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His majesty, since he's the king, al-malik. Imagine how it would feel to stand in front of a king. Imagine what it would feel like to stand in front of the king of all kings. La ilaha illallah al-malik al-haqq al-mubin. There is a sense of being overwhelmed and being in awe and being humbled by his presence. Very good. That's the feeling. Yes. La ilaha illallah al-malik al-haqq al-mubin. Very good. So there is the beautiful aspect of Allah, al-jamal, and then there's al-jalal, which is his majestic aspect. When he is present, you become humbled. There's this deep reverence and respect of his authority as the king. Just deeply rooted in love. La ilaha illallah al-malik al-haqq al-mubin. Very good. And our last and final dhikr is the salawat on the Prophet ﷺ. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. 
اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم imagine the compassion of the prophet sallallahu this dhikr is supposed to make you feel the compassion of the prophet sallallahu for you la allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam feel the amazing character of the prophet sallallahu wa innaka la ala khuluqin azim وما ارسلناك الا رحمه للعالمين him being the teacher of all teachers him being imam al anbiya the leader of all the prophets اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم imagine that he's comforting you He has you in his arms and he's just comforting you. It's okay. Hang in there. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allah says in the Quran, Inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-nabi. Ya ayahu al-lazina amanu, sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allah and his angels are praising and sending their peace and blessings to the prophet sallallahu can you imagine that allah and the prophet and the angels are doing that and so by us sending our salawat to the prophet we are being aligned with allah and the angels allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam and as you say this the prophet then responds to you he sends his salam and blessings to you as well by name اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم notice that feeling in your heart very good all right we can open your eyes inshallah and um, alhamdulillah this uh, thank you all i'm i'm done for today inshallah if you would like to share how that dhikr was so this is what dhikr really is guys um unfortunately we haven't been taught dhikr uh, i spent a lot of time studying eastern meditations western meditations and then um you know finally applying those tools to the dhikr the ultimate dhikr the ultimate positive thinking that when fills when it fills our hearts remember dhikran kathira a lot of it remember that hose and the water it's got to be a lot right so if you would like to inshallah i would like to suggest that you have a daily word of the zikr you know um repeat it once a day i'm going to write it down here So the first one is hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil 10 times just repeat it 10 times Notice how you feel now notice your state Notice your state notice the state of your heart Many of you will not be able to explain the state 
I would really appreciate some feedback if you could share how that dhikr was. How was that meditation? Would anyone like to share? Anyone? Anyone there? Yes, hello. Yes. It was very moving. It, it took me time to even be able to speak from how moved I felt my heart was. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, that's the power of the uh, dhikr of Allah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Anyone else? Questions? Anything about today? I'm writing down the dhikr for you so you can follow it along. Highly recommend you to, if you would like to follow this, this is something that I've, I'm being, uh, like, uh, I am actually have applied on myself, this dhikr itself. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm able to pass this on to students who would like to continue it. So inshallah you will get a lot of benefit from it, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Um, all right, I guess we are done for the day. So inshallah, um, if you'd like to stay in touch, um, we're gonna probably be have um, a weekly session on this. Um, feel free to kind of reach out so that we can add you to like a group or something. Inshallah, that's my number on the WhatsApp. You can feel free to get in touch or just whoever invited you today. And inshallah, every Sunday, that's going to be the time we meet for an hour, 8.30 to 9.30 Bahrain time. And... Um, Inshallah, these uh, recordings will be posted on Falak TV podcast. So if you want to listen to the podcast again, it's going to be uploaded on Falak TV, available on iTunes and Android and Podbean. All right, uh, you guys can go, Inshallah. And uh, if you have any more questions, I'm here until all of you leave, Inshallah. Feel free to go. Assalamu alaikum. Said, actually, I only see Hasbunallah wa Narmal Wakil wa Astaghfirullah al Azim. Can you write the rest? Yeah. The... Good idea. Okay, so I'll write all of them here. Thank you. Yeah, all right. So. You guys can see the screen, right? Yes. Okay, good. Hasbunallah wa na'mal wakeel. Then we have... So. It's very important that you do it with the feelings, okay?
just 10 times once a day. Each one of those. It's not much man, to ask. All right. This is going to be, inshallah, more powerful than any meditation you will do. And the last one is, of course, salawat. Allahumma. Is that okay, guys? One sitting 10 times each. The same method, like I said, deep breathing from, you know, from your nose. Inhale light, cool light. Exhale dark smoke. And then get into the feelings. It takes less than five minutes of your day. But has a tremendous impact on your heart, inshallah. And if you follow this regularly, you will see, inshallah, great benefit in it. It will definitely purify your heart and inshallah, improve your states and your character and overall, like everything, basically, just like that video. All right, Thank guys. You. Welcome. You're welcome. Hasa. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Welcome, Lena. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.